Big Time Talker podcast. We're live and nationwide at iHeartRadio, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, wherever you get your podcast. You can even ask Alexa to play the Big Time Talker with Burke Allen, and we will magically appear in that little dot on your dresser. The podcast brought to you by our friends at SpeakerMatch.com, the world's largest online virtual speakers bureau. So let's say you're a, a meeting plan or you're a platform speaker. Get together, find one another at SpeakerMatch.com. This week we're talking movies. CineQuest is underway. It's all virtual this year. And through March 30th, the best of the best in independent cinema is happening. You can check it out. It's something different at CineQuest. And you, you want to talk about different and compelling Echoes of Violence. It's a new crime thriller that I just loved available on the platform. And the big kahuna, the big cheese behind that movie, writer-director Nicholas Woods joins us from Los Angeles to talk film. Hello, Nicholas. Hello. Thanks so much for having me, man. Thanks for making a really interesting movie that I have to tell you, I had low expectations for going into and was blown away. It's a great movie. Oh, well, that's uh, that's great to hear. Good. I want everyone's expectations low. You can only go up from there. All that's right? exactly that's, that's, how that's that fun. should work. You know? <laughs> um, hey, so I, I always have to ask people who, who come up with these sort of uh, dark characters in a film where the inspiration comes from. And as you tell me that story, most people have not been able to see the movie yet. Give us a little thumbnail sketch. If somebody says, hey, what's your new movie about? What do you say? Uh, well, I like to describe the movie um, as, you know, it's about an immigrant who's traveling from Sedona, Arizona, to Los Angeles, California, to find the immigration lawyer who ruined her life and seek revenge upon him. And, and this immigration lawyer, although there are many layers, we don't want to give it all away, um, he's involved in some pretty bad stuff. Yes, uh, we uh, kind of look at an immigration lawyer who is using his um, access to immigrants and uh, the fact that immigrants, you know, come to this country with very little money and no ability to work as they apply for their visas. Um, so, you know, immigrants are in a very tricky situation there. And this immigration lawyer, uh, as low as the low gets, uh, has found a way to um, uh, manipulate and uh, use these women uh, to sort of further his uh, uh, other uh, entrepreneurial business uh, endeavors and sort of exploit them sexually. So he's got a lot of uh, ties in sort of sex trafficking and uh, sex crimes in general. So he's a pretty bad guy, definitely. If you like crime dramas, you like thrillers, this is a movie that uh, is going to surprise you throughout. Where did the idea come from? I know you, you and I talked about off the air that you're an Arizona guy. Is being there that close to the border something that informed your thoughts on, on immigration and, and lend itself to the story at all? Or where did the idea come from? Uh, that definitely, um, you know, has an effect. Um, being so close to Mexico, we're right there with a lot of the immigration problems there. but uh, to keep it simple, um, the uh, a very close friend of mine who's also the lead actress in the film, Michaela Russell, was going through immigration uh, herself when she first came to L.A. And this is before the movie had even been written, any any idea even formed. Um, and she's going through immigration and the uh, uh, her immigration lawyer was being very kind of sketchy and circumspect and not really getting back to her. And so she was telling me about this one day when we were catching up and 
I started doing some research on my own, just trying to see, you know, basically looking if anything, if there's ever any scams, um, you know what I mean? I wasn't thinking anything crazier or deeper was necessarily going to happen. Um, but there's a bunch of stories of immigration lawyers doing exactly that, using their access to immigrants to take advantage of them and exploit them sexually, uh, you know, to curry either, you know, sexual acts for themselves or, or people uh, around whatever um, to basically help them get their green card. And luckily, you know, for Michaela, her process ended up going fine. Immigration lawyer ended up surfacing and was was all good. Uh, but we went down sort of in the story, the, the uh, dark fantasy fiction route, uh, kind of exploring what if it didn't go uh, well and what would somebody want uh, to do to somebody uh, who did that to them. So that's kind of where it all began. And we took a lot of, um, uh, you know, twists and turns um, while I was writing it, just exploring other characters. So it became a big sort of ensemble um, kind of look at a, at a few different um, types of people, very different people and, and how they all can come together in this one uh, story about a woman trying to uh, uh, take uh, uh, justice into her own hands. The movie is Echoes of Violence and you can check it out at cinequest.org through the 30th of this month. Nicholas Woods, the creative force behind it he wrote it he directed it and uh it's his vision and uh your friend Michaela who plays the lead of this is fantastic she's uh, equal parts vulnerable and strong and determined and scared I mean she puts a lot into it um and I found it interesting that even though you are from Arizona and and you've seen all the immigration from Central and South America uh in Mexico all through your entire life she is not from there. And so she in, in the movie is from South Africa and it shows a, another immigrant uh, from Haiti. Um, where, where is Michaela, the real Michaela, actually from? So she is from South Africa. So we started taking those uh, parts of herself and her real immigration struggle, um, you know, where there was some, obviously not to this grand extent, but, um, uh, you know, really feeding that into the character to really make it real. We really tried to go personal with everyone involved that actress um uh you know who uh plays the immigrant from haiti she is uh rochelle she is from actually from haiti as well so you know i was speaking to her and getting to know her uh while working and you know i got to learn a lot about haiti and what it's like to immigrant uh what it's like to immigrate from from haiti which is um you know it's a there's a it's a unique process depending on which country you come from which continent you come from time period and, and, and all sorts of political things. So it's uh, been a really great process to, uh, at least for me, as you know, a, uh, 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 you know, white guy growing up in Arizona, uh, to learn more about a very, uh, you know, uh, uh, real subject and, and a thing that really, you know, affects a lot of uh, great artists that are around in our cities and, uh, and people that we love, you know, everyone who's immigrated here that we admire and both actors directors and all sorts of uh, different artists they all had to have that same struggle coming here and um yeah it's been really uh, a really eye-opening and really cool i want to get into the the creative of the film because it is really creatively done you did some really cool stuff with it um but you filmed this this movie at some point in the past i'm assuming in uh in the olden days in the pre-covid days um, yes <laughs> thank thankfully and, yeah, and we, now yeah the movie is out March, 2021. And you're right in the middle of arguably the biggest immigration story in the past decade. 
just in the last week. It's everywhere. It's all over the news. These uh, immigrant children that are stuck at the border and, uh, you know, there's uh, politics rising heavily on both sides. And, uh, and I wonder what you must think about that. This movie that, that is purely fictional and that you did a couple of years ago just happens to be dropping when immigration is the biggest story in, in North America right now. Um, you know, you, when you make a film or anything, you know, you, you know, you're telling a story and most likely, you know, the whole goal is to tell, you know, a story about a human being and the things that can kind of hover around that and the discussions that can kind of, you know, it's the discussions about the things not necessarily so on the head in the film. And I mean, our film is about an immigrant, but you really, you know, it, it, it is not just about immigration because we don't, you know, we're not. I like to think that the best effective ways to have a discussion when it comes to art is, you know, when when certain things are more of a a backdrop, when things are certain, uh, you know, kind of ride as a second layer, right under the surface. Um, so, you know, it's it's definitely. I hope that yeah, maybe you know somebody sees this and at least you know sees uh, Michaela's character and can you know take some. Uh, uh, you know, hope or courage. I just hope no one has to uh, face what somebody, what what her character has gone through or anywhere even in the degree. But of course it happens. I mean, we were making our film. We finished filming and I swear the week after there was this big scandal um, of the, you know, these international producers doing the same thing at some film festival in Europe. And they were offering immigrants green cards if they, you know, uh, would have sex with them or whatever, you know, different um, acts to be employed. And, and it was insane. We were, we were making it and we were just like, wow, this, we almost didn't know exactly how uh, consistently prevalent it was going to be. And unfortunately uh, it has been. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just continually trying to learn about it and, and listen to the news, but the immigration problem in this country, we could get into all of that if you want to, it might not be so fun for everyone listening, but it is a real uh, problem and a mess. And um, it's uh, it's really messed up. So it's good to keep informed on that because, you know, there's a lot of people who weren't uh, lucky enough to be born in this country. And um, I believe deserve uh, a chance to, you know, have a life at least similar or comparable to the ones that we were uh, given. So. The, the takeaway from your film, which is this action crime thriller for me, uh, is, you know, you, you hear the political rhetoric. Well, you know, people should just come in legally and it's just not that easy in your movie definitely yeah. shows that hey that's Nicholas, what we hope to show yeah you absolutely. um as an arizona guy man do you paint that state in a beautiful light in the first five minutes i'm like i want to pack up and leave washington dc and move to sedona arizona tell me about that that opening sequence and that that model rental uh leasing office and how you found that and i mean my god it just looks beautiful looks beautiful when i looked at it on a phone before i put it on a big screen it just is amazing how did you find that location um well we you know we are a very low budget film hopefully we can trick a couple audience members into thinking we're a a, a, a larger film but you know and uh we're we're a real micro budget micro budget film and so we needed to get out of los angeles as much as possible because right. la is really expensive to film in and being from Arizona, so I was like, I need to employ um, uh, favors and ask people who I know in Arizona um, and, you know, family members to ask friends 
uh, for locations that we can film at for free. And we got uh, a hold of this location that um, a friend of the family had purchased as a, a real estate investment. Um, nothing has been done to that property yet, but it is the leasing office of that entire area. Um, so people are buying this Sedona real estate that eventually they'll probably build houses on and stuff. Um, but that was the leasing office. It was the last property to be sold. And so they bought the leasing office and the property that it was on. And I was like, that is just too funny that, you know, somebody just owns now this leasing office. Uh, so I wrote that into the character, the main character is his struggle to, um, uh, to sell a leasing office. Um, and, uh, that's in the middle of the Sedona desert. But I mean, it was just no, a no brainer when we had access to a, pro, a, a, a location like that. Sedona is one of the most breathtaking, coolest places in not only the country and the entire world. Um, it's got such a rich native American history and is, I mean, different native cultures, uh, cared so much about that land because they believed it was just besides being so beautiful and breathtaking uh, that it just had this spiritual energy that people can, you can feel and you're affected when you go there. So, you know, we're trying to see, um, I love things like that, you know, and different, um, you know, energies, whether they're scientifically true or not, it's cool that, you know, a massive group in history has believed in that. And so me and the DP were really wondering, I was like, how much of this can we see translate on film and what sort of, uh, uh, photography, uh, of, and frames and different, um, uh, lenses and things can we employ to maybe sort of use that to our advantage and maybe, you know, again, try to um, take some of the, uh, uh, some of that, you know, history and, and put it into maybe different ways of our characters are feeling and try to do that in our, in our frames. And it's a, uh, it's a beautiful backdrop. Some, it, sometimes I was looking at it though, I'm like, man, are, and is anyone going to be looking at our characters and what they're saying? Uh, yeah. Or is everyone going to be staring at the goddamn background? So um, there were times I was like, let's just move a little bit over here. It is a little less beautiful because this is an important moment and uh, we need people listening uh, to her and not staring at these like gorgeous red rocks because it is when you even just being there in the location, you're like, wow, this is breathtaking. So so we were we were really excited and that's what I hope to continue to uh, do uh, as a filmmaker, I want to keep exploring, going on location. It's tough to be on location and film uh, on location, and um, especially micro budget. I'm sure as you, you get up there, they make it a little bit more comfortable for you. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you're there with the camera crew and the actors, you're there on location. If, if you've ever looked at a micro budget film and went, wow, I just can't get past how chintzy this movie looks. And, uh, you know, this is not an Ed Wood looking movie. This I can see this movie being done with, you know, a $10 million budget and not looking much better than this. Uh, the director and, and uh, writer Nicholas Woods just did a fantastic job with the film. Echoes of Violence is a movie we're talking about. And if you love crime thrillers that uh, that are real, if this were a book, it'd be a page turner. It will keep you on the edge of your seat. You're going to love this movie. Um, was there any conscious thought, Nicholas, into the fact that you have this this sunshine and this beauty juxtaposed with these really dark people or did it just turn out that way it's interesting we it, it in ways it just turned out that way and you know natural light was really sort of became another character for us in this film really once you know when you start filming in arizona i mean i we had to do so much just to make um uh, 
you know, we had to, we had to work with the light. The light was our friend and be up early in the morning and, and kind of around that sunset area. Cause the sun is present in Arizona for like 18 hours in the summer. Why we chose to film in the summer of, uh, you know, I'll never fully grasp that it was so hot and it was insane. Um, and of course the sun is out, um, is more intense. So anyone who's even taken a photograph on your phone, you take it at the middle of the day, uh, knows it looks a lot different than when early in the morning on your morning walk or at the end of the day, you know, there's just, you know, that, that difference of light. So we needed to capture that. And, uh, that sort of informed our entire, um, uh, sort of cinematography, director photography uh, vision there where we were just like, you know, we've started mostly in Arizona and go, okay, this is really starting to shape the film and let's keep employing that as now we start to travel into era to Los Angeles. And, uh, and it was interesting, Los Angeles uh, was really cloudy then too. You know, you work with what you're given when you're filming, you know what I mean? It's not like you can go, hey, let's come back in five days when it's when you're at this budget. Uh, let's come back and, you know, let's, you know, wait for, you know, a week until it's really sunny in L.A. No, we got there when it's scheduled, when we're going, and um, it was really cloudy and creepy the entire time we're in Los Angeles. And I was like, oh, this is really also different <laughs> than the uh, Arizona. So I was like, okay, you know. Um, well, we're going to really paint Los Angeles as this, uh, you know, grimy, creepy place. And that was also fun too. Um, you know, and anyone who's been to Los Angeles for the most part knows that it's, you know, a sunny, beautiful sunshine place, but, um, we wanted to give a, a, a much creepier, cause this is where the crime was, uh, uh, living for the most part. And, um, so yeah, it was, it was fun to kind of give a little bit of difference there too, and give the film a different look at certain parts. Hey, tell me about your background. Is this your first feature film? And what were you doing before Echoes of Violence? This is my second feature film. Uh, my first feature film, surprisingly, had a little bit bigger budget. Um, not much, but it was funny. We decided to even go even more intimate on this one. Um, and uh, yeah, the first one was a horror film. And yeah, it's out on Amazon Prime. Um, you can check it out. But yeah, with this one, I really wanted to Again, if we're going to be doing something at the indie micro budget level, like, you know, I've got other projects I'm um, getting going on uh, the, the sort of standard uh, scale and things of, you know, bigger budget and stuff. But the, the joy of doing an independent film and doing things on your own is, you know, that sort of control and, you know, being able to, you know, it's, it's really hard to get certain dramas going in general. We are so glad you did, and thank you so much for joining us today on the Big Time Talker podcast. That's Nicholas Woods, the director and screenwriter of Echoes of Violence. Check it out now at cinequest.org. Thank you for listening to the Big Time Talker. I'm Burke Allen in Washington, D.C. Now go out and make it a great day. Bye, everybody.